Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome in, everybody, to Fantasy Pros. This is the Fantasy Football Podcast. It is me, Joey P, Joe Pizapia, and today we've got a full point PPR draft for you. That's right. Earlier in the week, we had our amazing guest, Jamie Eisenberg, to do a little super flex action with us. So if you missed it, go back and listen or watch on our YouTube channel. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe and click that little bell till it goes ding because we've got a PPR draft for you today. It's going to be really fun. I'm drafting out of the 12 spot and the boys here, Andrew Erickson and D-Bro, Derek Brown, the king of bros, will be drafting with me along with our favorite people. That's right. Our Discord users are big time fans of the show. And if you are, we want you to be part of some fun events like this because we got a lot more of these to do all summer. Plus, our Discord is a great place to join leagues, to talk football, to ignore your regular work, life, and family, and just consume yourself with NFL and other things as well. Because we got betting channels, we got baseball channels, we got everything there for you. So join fantasypros.com slash chat. It's free, it's fun. And of course, premium membership gets you access to all the great tools on Draft Wizard, gets you access to all the fun events like this one today. And gentlemen, this is a PPR regular style in the sense that we got the one QB, the two RBs. The three wide receivers, the tight end, the flex, the usual, which is really the most common setting out there. So hopefully we'll do right by everybody. Derek Brown, I know yesterday with the Joe Burrow issues, we were all a little concerned. I think we're all breathing a little easier today. It seems like a strain. We don't know all the details yet, but do you think that's going to hurt Jamar Chase's draft stock in this draft today? Nope. He's going to go in the top two picks <laughs> as he still should. Uh, excellent. I love the confidence and fresh from camp. From the New England Patriots, uh, he was just watching, not participating, although I heard rumors he might get signed for depth in the backfield. Andrew Erickson, how was that experience for you yesterday, my friend? It's a lot of fun. You know, football is back, training camp. You should get excited. I know that we can get carried away sometimes with guys being the first one to touch the ball in the backfield, but at the end of the day, fantasy football is about having fun, and nothing is more fun than watching guys playing football. Okay. Still waiting on my mom video erickson still waiting on my video all right he was not practicing yesterday so <laughs> i can't help you there Jeez, so tough such a tough room and it's gonna be a tough room who we're drafting against tiger tommy's in here at the one spot getting gritty with it at 102 finesse is back for more at 103 erickson's at the four spot fly eagles fly at 105 uh Bro's fuzzy head is drafting at 106 Derek brown who does not have a fuzzy head but has a fuzzy beard at 107 Piggy's in this one at 108. Then we have uh, Captain Neo at 109, uh, Mythic Curry at 176, and Diviar, our reigning champ. Diviar is dangerous and drafting right ahead of me at 111. So I am I am ready for you, Diviar. I'm ready for all of you to join us. We're kicking off the draft right now and going through here with the picks. And I want to remind everybody too, Draft Wizard is free. If you're premium, you get more opportunities to use more of these tools. Sync your leagues today. Sync it to your drafts. Let it help you create cheat sheets, whether it be just your own 
or ones that are hybrids of some of us or other experts in the industry you love and you respect, but really respect at the end of the day. That's what it's all about. Use the tools, help yourself in these drafts. And what's so great too, is you're using the draft simulator. You can go in there. If you don't like the way the team is going, you can back out picks and do it again. This is about training. It's about learning. It's about understanding the board and the values that are going to be moving a lot. And you can also set it to draft. Let's say, you know, uh, what I love about this is you can set it to draft like against teams that are doing zero RB or teams in your league that you know have heavy quarterback bias and go quarterback early. Prepare yourself for your leagues. That's what Draft Wizard does better than any other tool out there. Use it. Get familiar if you're not already. And if you are, take it to the next level with the premium product. All right, so let's get to the draft here. We are kicking things off here. First pick off the board, Justin Jefferson. No surprise. As the gentleman predicted, Jamar Chase. So away we go. Cooper Cup goes number three. Erickson can't be happy about that. At 104, Christian McCaffrey, then Tyreek Hill. Debro's fuzzy head is on the clock. Debro, you're on the clock after that. Actually, uh, excuse me, Andrew Erickson was the one that took Christian McCaffrey. I apologize. Andrew, 104. Let's talk about CMC on your squad. Look, nobody scored more fantasy points than Christian McCaffrey at the running back position when he got traded to the San Francisco 49ers. So I'm not trying to overthink it. You know, there's obviously, oh, he's a running back. He's going to get hurt. Well, you can say that about every running back. So I'm taking the guy with, I think, elite upside that we've seen year in and year out when he's on the field. And maybe he doesn't see as many touches as he's seen in years past, but maybe that'll keep him healthier. And an offense that we're really excited about that has playmakers all over the place, the 49ers are going to be a top 10, if not top five offense. So I want McCaffrey. If you had had a choice between McCaffrey and Cup, would you have taken Cup or McCaffrey? Curious. I would have taken Cooper Cup because in PPR, he has scored the most fantasy points per game over the last two seasons than any player. That includes quarterbacks. Okay. Uh, after CMC, Tyreek Hill at the 105, Austin Eckler at 106, Derek Brown, you went for the big boy at tight end, Travis Kelsey build. Now let's talk about it because typically when you have the Travis Kelsey first pick, Sometimes the wide receiving core lags a little bit behind. Are you prepared? Do you have a plan for this? Oh, I'm ready and ready and ready, Joe. <laughs> I'm ready to sit here and uh, mine some wide receiver values in this draft. And yeah, look, I I've talked about it. Travis Kelsey, you can make a case for him as high as 103. So if he falls to me and, and I'm sitting there at 105, 106, yeah, I'm going to scoop him up. Okay, uh, let's see who I scoop up there. Uh, Bijan Robinson goes after at the 108 pick, then Stefan Diggs, Saquon Barkley. So close to AJ Brown. I know DVR is definitely using the Joe Pizapia cheat sheets against me. I can tell you that's a fact. So I'll have to settle with my double wide receiver build of CD Lamb at the 112 and Garrett Wilson at the 201. I want alpha dogs and PPR. I want number one wide receivers on their respective teams. I will figure out running back. I know we've had conversations about the running back values uh, in drafts, you know, somewhere around rounds five, six, even seven. There's some good names out there on that board. Let's see if we can make up ground later on. Uh, now let's go to the next pick here, which is Amon Ross St. Brown at 202. At 203, Mythic Curry is on the clock. A couple picks before you, Derek Brown. What are you looking to do here on the way back? Is it BPA? Is it wide receiver? Is it running back? Um, it's Tony Pollard if he's still there, although I have a uh, sneaking suspicion that uh, Pig Bird is going to sit here and take him and snipe me. But if he's not there, I mean, really, it's probably going to fill in a wide receiver. Probably the short list is Jalen Waddle or Chris Olave. Yep. And there he goes. There goes Tony Pollard to Captain Neo. Oh, just about. Sometimes you can't always get what you want, Derek Brown, but sometimes you get what you need. So uh, after Amon Ra 202, Devontae Adams at 203, Captain Neo selects Tony Pollard. Uh, Piggy is on the board at 205. So you, you had to realize that it was a good chance that Pollard wasn't making it back to you. I know you've talked about Pollard quite a bit. Taylor Waddle, the top guys on the board, suggestion-wise right now from Draft Wizard again. Uh, this is the software we're using. This is our software. It is the best out there. And the fact that you can even program it to go ahead and draft off of the history of your league. So you've got a league that has been running for a couple years or maybe a decade. When you sync your league, you can draft against the tendencies of your league mates. I don't know if people realize the draft intel feature that's available, but it's brilliant. The cheat sheets is also brilliant. Uh, also brilliant, the selection of Jalen Waddle at 205, Nick Chubb to Derek Brown at 206. Not a bad consolation prize, I think, D-Bro. What do you think? Not too bad, guys. I mean, I feel like we've all talked about him on previous podcasts. I, 
I guess I had to punch my ticket. I had to be part of the Chub Club. I felt left out. Yes. Eric's has been waxing poetic. Joe's got his Chub Club merch. It's, called, so it's, it's on its way. Club. I've been told it's on its way. I'm waiting for it to arrive. I'm very tank excited. Uh, if there's a tank top, if not, I will cut the sleeves yes. just for you. Yes. I know your arms need to breathe at all times. Jonathan Taylor Ooh. goes next at 207. Fascinating value there at the seven spot in the second round. Then early QB, Patrick Mahomes at 208. Chris Olave to Andrew Erickson. Olave, one of my favorite selections in the second round. Erickson, you must be excited about this too. Yeah, I mean, looking at Olave on the board here, I, I think that there's a kind of a tear break here for me, at least in wide receivers. So he was like the last guy I was considering a receiver or else I was going to go robust running back in the year where nobody wants to draft running backs. I was thinking about going two running backs to start, but Olave fell here. I think he can be the number one wide receiver on the Saints. Not the biggest fan of Derek Carr, but Chris Olave, what he did on a per route basis, he's just a really good bet to make. And even if he doesn't have a maybe top 10 ceiling with Derek Carr, I think he's going to come with a very super safe floor, which you want in PPR formats. Hey, it's pretty good with Devontae Adams last year. I think it'll be pretty good with Chris Olave. Derek Carr is not Patrick Mahomes, but Derek Carr is okay. Uh, again, fantasy. This is not reality. Love, the love okay. Just love quarterbacks that are okay. Hey, man. Okay. <laughs> Kirk Cousins is pretty okay. Justin no, Jefferson's Kirk pretty is, amazing. Kirk Cousins is way better than Derek Carr. Uh, well, we got the way better conversation. We can talk. About, I'll tell you, I love better. to see Justin Jefferson for a couple Cousins years in that offense Carr. with with Derek Carr quarterback. I'm not saying Cousins isn't better, but markedly, eh, I don't know. All right, let's go after yeah. that. Josh Jacobs goes to finesse at 210. Then getting gritty with it selects Devontae Smith at 211. Josh Allen early QBs off the board in this bad boy today. Uh, Derek Henry at the uh, start of the third round. Then again, Jalen Hurts. So the three elite QBs, theoretically off the board. Keenan Allen off the board at the third pick. Andrew Erickson, fresh from Patriots camp. He might not have pictures of Ramondre Stevenson, but he's got the real thing on his roster. How do you feel? Yeah, nothing like the real thing. Ramondre Stevenson here in round three. He's someone that I'd be willing to take at the end of round two. So I think that getting him in round three is a value here. Stacking him with Christian McCaffrey. Again, I talked about the receiver tier breakoff here after Olave, I feel like taking another receiver here is kind of a reach for me. Mm -hmm. I, I don't really feel like they need to take a receiver, whereas Ramondre, I think, is a screening value in round three. If they don't really add, end up adding anybody, he we're going to look back and be like, why was Ramondre Stevenson available in round three this entire time? So I love the value here, even as a second running back in a in the times where running drafting <laughs> running backs isn't cool. Uh, well, that's okay. We're not about being cool. We're about being good. That's the most important thing here. Uh, Fly Eagles fly at 305 selects T Higgins and DK Metcalf goes off the board. Uh, Derek Brown, you went wide receiver here. Calvin Ridley looking good so far in camp. Uh, I did a video a few weeks ago. One of our you know potential league winners. He was the number one guy. If things break right. This could be a fantastic value. Maybe a little early, but it's hard to argue with the upside of Calvin Ridley at 307. I don't think it's early. I mean, I have Calvin really firmly in my my tier two wide receivers at wide receiver 13. Crazy as it sounds, he's still really good at football. And we're seeing all this stuff, video evidence that he's still got the same burst. He's still running routes well in an ascendant Jacksonville offense. Yeah. I'm, I'm all in on Calvin Ridley. I think he's a wide receiver one this year. Ascending offenses. I'm mad because, you know, some of my favorite things here, DK Metcalf, Calvin Ridley going off the board. Amari Cooper goes next at 308. Then the Mandrews at 309. A few picks coming up to me. Uh, I've got options. Could double back here with more running backs, depending on the names that are back here. Brees Hall just goes off the board at 310. Uh, and then Najee Harris right before me. This is why I don't like uh, drafting with DVR uh, because DVR also, you know, has won these drafts, but we see players the same way. And uh, certainly one of these players is Najee Harris. He also took AJ Brown from me. So we're going to have to have some words. He and I, after this draft is over, uh, looking around the value here on this board to the running back position, Mixon, ATN all kind of make me a little sketch, to be honest. I don't love the wide receivers with Godwin, Samuel, Hopkins right now, the top guys on the board. Uh, Lamar Jackson's available quarterback. I'm looking to find guys that can win me my league. I don't love going early quarterback here, but you know what? I think it's too good to pass it up. So I'm taking Lamar and Aaron Jones here with the 312 and the 4-1 pick. So I got my hero RB in theory. I've got my big scoring QB. Now I got to figure out what goes here. I was very tempted to take Hawkinson too, because I do still believe he is clearly the number two target in that offense, but we shall see as the draft unfolds. Will I regret this pick? 
it's very possible. Uh, one thing you won't regret, by the way, is using some of this draft advice and some of this draft knowledge that you're accruing here, watching all of our shows on the YouTube, listening to the podcast, running these mock drafts. Go take it and win some money over on DraftKings, for goodness sake. They've got an incredible best ball contest going on there right now. The DraftKings best ball millionaire. Basically, you snake draft your team, and that's it. It's best ball, so no trades, no setting lineups, no FOMO. I should have started this guy and instead of that guy. None of that stuff going on. Just pure points, pure money, $10 million in prizes, and a $1 million cash prize. So what you got to do right now is head over to DraftKings app, sign up, for this best ball millionaire contest, use the promo code fantasy pros to start playing best ball today. Again, that's DraftKings. Use the promo code fantasy pros. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. One per customer. Opt in required with $10 entry fee. Bonus is issued as 10 DK dollars. Age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibitive. See DraftKings.com slash promotions for details. And remember, this ends 8-9-23, so get into the best ball millionaire over on DK. Let's get into the draft, too. Lots of picks. After I took Lamar, Joe Burrow's off the board. No one's worried about Joe Burrow. TJ Hawkinson goes next, so there you have it. Uh, Chris Godwin, then Joe Mixon, Drake London at 406. Uh, to Derek Brown. So, Debro, one of your favorite wideouts last year. Do you think better... Times are in store for Drake London in 2023. I think they are, Joe. I mean, we saw down the stretch, and I get there was no Kyle Pitts, but Drake London over those last few weeks was the wide receiver 20 while still scoring no touchdowns. I'm not telling you Desmond Raider is going to be fantastic, but the thing that we have to out here for is that Taylor Heineke, we know what that looks like. So if Desmond Ritter sucks, Heineke's going to get starts, and dra- drafting Drake London is a bet on talent, and a bet that I'm absolutely willing to make. I'm glad you brought that up because in deeper super flex leagues, I keep drafting towards the end. Taylor Heineke, Jacoby Brissett, just in case one of them ends up with the job. I'm with you there. If Ritter doesn't, you know, live up to expectations, they have a pivot that we know can sustain some sort of fantasy decency. Uh, So keep an eye on that. We'll keep an eye on the rest of this draft. 407, Travis Etienne. Jameer Gibbs at the 408. Jerry Judy at 409. I contemplated Judy where I was but I couldn't pass up on Lamar. The temptation, especially with all the QBs flying, was too much for me. I love the Judy pick at 409. To me, it's all upside here, Erickson. So how do you feel about Judy being on your roster here along with the two big running backs you have? I love it. I love Jerry Judy as a wide receiver too. I think that we've seen him progressively grow throughout his three years in the NFL, and we expect some of these receivers to hit the ground running. That hasn't really been the case with Judy. He's had inconsistent quarterback play. He's been injured. And he's kind of been inconsistent himself. But I think that this is a finally a year where the situation is good around him. He has a good quarterback. Sean Payton has taken over. I think this is the year we finally see Jerry Judy hit his ceiling, similar to what we saw at the end of last year. Okay, so good pick there by Andrew Erickson. Ken Walker goes next to Finesse at 410. Debo ends up with getting gritty with it. Debo is such a polarizing player, guys. I feel like you're either in on Debo or you're out. I don't think there's any in between this year. Uh, I think I like Ayuk better at the cost, to be honest with you. Terry McLaurin goes at 412. Then DJ Moore to Tiger Tommy with the double up of wide receivers at the turn. Fifth round begins, 502. DeAndre Hopkins goes to getting gritty with it. Uh, Debro's coming up in a few picks here. Then we have Justin Herbert to finesse. Christian Watson to Erickson. Erickson, I've been in a few drafts with you. You and I kind of fight over Christian Watson sometimes. Another upside here. Maybe he's not the PPR wizard, but he is certainly a guy that's explosive, has touchdown upside. So how do you feel about him on your roster in 23? He's a make or break type of player. In the middle rounds, you usually want to place your chips on this guy. In in round five, like I've seen him go way earlier than this. So I think the value with Christian Watson here, I like a lot. You know, potential to be number one wide receiver on the Green Bay Packers, big play potential. Will he automatically be the best receiver I have? Not necessarily, but... At wide receiver three prices, this is kind of, no one is a guarantee at wide receiver. We see a lot of wide receivers break out in this tier. We also see a lot of them bust in this tier. So you got to take some risks. So I like the upside case with Watson, as we talked about with Rich Rebar, who had him as one of his league winners. We talked about it on an earlier show this week. Yeah, great show right there with Rich. Rich is always a fantastic guest on the show. We had a lot of great guests lately too. Shout out to the industry, giving us some great people to to talk to, great fantasy football minds. Okay, so after you made your selection of Christian Watson, Miles Sanders goes to fly, Eagles fly, but he's going to be flying for the Panthers this year. Don't forget, Tyler Lockett, 506. Debro, you went QB. Talk to me. 
Justin Fields, the last of the quote unquote elite rushing QBs. What do you think? Yeah, round five, six. It's either take BPA or take a quarterback. And that's where you could still get access in rounds five and six to whether it's Justin Fields, Justin Herbert, to access to elite upside. Like those guys could easily finish top three or even make a case for QB1 overall this year. So with Justin Herbert going off the board before me, yeah, I'll take the swipe at Fields. And I'm just leaning in further to this hero RB build. And I honestly love my team right now. Okay, well, that's good. Honestly, loving your team. That's a very important thing. You should always love your team. And when we do these drafts, we're always drafting. We're always hyper competitive with our users on Discord because they are hyper competitive. Every team that we draft, we're trying to not win the draft. We're trying to show you what we would do with money and pride on the line. And I think that's very important to reiterate, too. Justin Fields off the board. Deontay Johnson goes to Piggy next. Captain Neo selects uh, Michael Pittman here. That seems like a dead zone here to me with Pittman and then Marquise Hollywood Brown going next. J.K. Dobbins goes to DVR 5'11". So I went running back and wide receiver, kind of BPA. Cam Akers is my RB2. I feel pretty good about that. And Christian Kirk, again, the PPR. I still feel pretty good about Kirk's role in this offense. Yes, Ridley's there. Can Kirk be the Robin to his Batman? I think so. I think it's Zay Jones that really gets locked out here. Uh, George Kittle goes next at 602 to DVR. Uh, I've taken some Kittle before in the past. Sometimes I feel like I miss out on some things I like instead. Uh, then you have Trevor Lawrence goes to sec, uh, 603 to Mythic Curry. That's the best kind of Curry is the Mythic kind. Uh, then Brandon Ayuk goes to, uh, let's see, at 604 to Captain Neo. Piggy's on the clock. Debro, you're on deck. What are you looking to get here? I'm really hoping Pigbird doesn't. Yes. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Piggy will I be was one to really really hoping that he did not take Damian Pierce because I'm looking at this RB shelf and that's the last guy of that tier that I want to backfill into RB2. Mm -hmm. And then right now looking at the team build, I'll just kind of piece together wide receiver three. <sighs> Breathing a sigh of relief because I thought Piggy was going to snipe me there. Well, lucky you. He did not. Uh, he's he's not using the Derek Brown cheat sheet, I guess, today. Uh, then uh, so Debro, you took Damian Pierce uh, real quick. I know some people are concerned with Devin Singletary there. Are you concerned that his presence is enough to shade Damian Pierce? Or do you think, hey, Damian Pierce just hit a wall last year. Damian Pierce is the lead guy. Singletary's just filler. What did not improve in this offseason for Damian Pierce? Uh, like the offensive well, line's gotten reinforcements, was, better quarterback. To be fair, but everything I improved. I agree. Everything has gotten better, except for, okay, we're going to worry about Devin Singletary. Pff, I'm not. I'm going to sit here and invest in a guy that was RB 16 and expected fantasy points per game and his entire situation around him got better. Damian Pierce is going to be the workhorse. He's going to be the straw that stirs the drink for the Texans this year. So I'm all in, man. I think he's got RB one upside. All right. D bros all in on Damian Pierce. Great value. Here we are, right? We talked about round six running back values. <laughs> here we go. I mean, I took acres basically at the turn there. Dobbins went right before. But so far, Damian Pierce, another one off the board. Uh, then we have 607, <clears throat> Dallas Goddard going next. Mike Williams at 608. Andrew Erickson, you also went RB. Here you go. Here's the value, folks, on the RB board in the sixth round, basically five, six, seven. Uh, Rashad White is that guy for you. Not a great offense, not a lot of competition. Rashad White's upside in 2023 is what, Andrew? Three downs running back. Like, why is he not going to be on the field on every single play? You know, he has a three down skill set. He can catch balls out of the backfield. Interesting with Baker Mayfield. You know, Baker Mayfield hasn't always been the greatest quarterback at supporting fantasy wide receivers, but the guy checks the ball down a lot. He throws it to running backs. Like when Baker Mayfield was there with Kareem Hunt, Kareem Hunt, we could start every single week despite him splitting carries with Nick Chubb. So for me, Rashad White, I know his efficiency metrics didn't pop out last year, but he was running behind a bad offensive line. And he was still better than Leonard Fournette. So I love, right, I love Rashad White entering year two very explosive running back, and he's got the pass-catching chop. So I think he can make up for a team that's going to be trailing in a lot of games, catching dump-off passes from Baker Mayfield. Some more running backs. If you like early wide receiver builds, <clears throat> rounds five through seven are for you uh, because we've got James Conner going off the board at 6'10", then Kyle Pitts at 6'11", Alexander Madison at 6'12". To be honest, I really contemplated Madison over Akers, so it's interesting to see him go all the way at the other end of this board. Interesting to see you guys pass up on him too for guys in lesser offenses. I still would take Madison over White and over Damian Pierce, 
but I understand your hesitancy to do that. David Montgomery goes at 7.01 to begin the seventh round. DeAndre Swift at 7.02. Mike Evans goes to finesse at 7.03. Erickson, you went QB. How do you feel about Deshaun Watson's return to potential greatness at 7.04 pick? I feel pretty good about it. I mean, we talked about, or Debro mentioned Calvin Ridley, didn't forget how to be good at football. I don't think Deshaun Watson forgot how to be an elite passer, an elite runner of the football. Like last year, even as as bad as he was, he was still putting up rushing production. We, as fantasy drafters, are obsessed with rushing quarterbacks, except in the case of Deshaun Watson, where we decide we don't want to count his rushing production, even <laughs> though it's just as good. I think it gives you an access point to a top five fantasy quarterback that doesn't cost nearly the price as some of these other guys. Okay, we're starting to see some rookies go off the board too. Uh, after Jahan Dotson at 7.05, Jordan Addison at 7.06, JSN to you, Derek Brown. So it's that time. Uh, JSN, the third guy in this pecking order, as I look at the insights available. Uh, no teams need a starting tight end for me, is going through here uh, behind this pick. So I, my question to you is JSN, does he need an injury in order to? really blossom here or can he still return value if Lockett and Metcalf continue to be what they've been in the last few years for this offense I think he can still return value and I think you have that contingent upside if one of them does get hurt then we're talking about a guy that's being valued as a wide receiver three who I think could be a wide receiver two can possibly vault to being a wide receiver one this year if anything happens to Lockett or Metcalf but the way that I'm looking at this passing offense is I think Lockett goes back to stretching the field, a role which he has done for basically his entire career until we saw the A dot fall. And Joe, it, it, DFS show weekly. What do we talk about? Lockett versus zone, DK Metcalf versus, versus man. man. Yep. <laughs> I, okay. So this year, I think that they just changed the equation. It's still going to be Metcalf versus man coverage. That's going to be the go to. But. The zone beating option for Seattle is now Jackson Smith and Jigba. And with as much zone coverage we're seeing in the NFL right now, I think he is going to challenge for the team lead in targets. I think he's their wide receiver too, week one. It's a great point too. You do see a lot more zone in the NFL nowadays than maybe ever before. And it's just the, the nature of the beast. It's the evolution of the league. Uh, speaking of evolution, You've got Javante Williams, who hopefully is evolving back into an RB1. I've taken some shares here late. Uh, I like the injury news. It's going in the right direction. I'm still cautious about September, but this is a pick where you're looking more long-term. Same thing kind of with Alvin Kamara and uh, Dalvin Cook, who went back-to-back here. Then Traylon Burks at 7-11 came down to me. I took two of my favorite wide receivers. Give me talent. Give me opportunity. Give me upside. Give me Elijah Moore. Working mostly out of the slot, I think, this year. There's rumors he's going to work out of the backfield, too. He could catch some passes there, some jet sweeps. Get the football in this kid's hands and stand back. I still like him just like I liked him last year. I just didn't like the situation with the quarterback play. Now infinitely better. And I also went with Zay Flowers. Uh, Andrew, I know, is a fan. I believe Derek Brown is also. I think there's a script we can write here where Zay Flowers is the best of this trio of wide receivers. Not Odell, not Rashad Bateman, but Zay Flowers. So taking some shots here. On youth, talent, opportunity, I think they've got all of those things. Isaiah Pacheco goes next at 8.02, then Quentin Johnston. So the big wide receiver rookies are kind of off the board for now. Some other deep guys later we'll talk about, I'm sure. Uh, Quentin Johnston, then Dak Prescott at 8.04. Piggy at 8.05 took Cortland Sutton. Debro, James Cook. Now, we're hearing some rumors here that James Cook is going to be the bell cow. Are you buying into that? You must be because you took him in the eighth round here. Well, 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 so nice to see all the stuff about James Cook could be a three down back. <laughs> it's weird. If people haven't been around here, we've been talking about him for weeks. Yes, I'm investing in James Cook. And I look, I'm not even telling you he has to be a bell cow. All I want is 14, 15 touches per game. Touches, people. Touches. And inside of a high powered Bills offense. Yeah, I think he could be an RB2 this year. Uh, I don't disagree with that, especially in a PPR. I think that's our hope. We saw some moments from him where we had a glimmer of what he could be. So let's hope in year two we see more of it. Less glimmer, more shine. How's that for you? I, I think, you know, Debro was just talking about the Barbie movie before, so that got me thinking about that. Antonio <laughs> Gibson at 8.07. Then Evan Ingram goes next to fly. Eagles fly at 8.08. Andrew Erickson. A.J. Dillon goes to your squad at 8.09. A player I took a lot of last year. Week one sure did look good. And then it didn't look good again until about week, I don't know, 15. So I was uh, bitter. Uh, why are you sweet on A.J. Dillon in this season? Well, I think he's the 
quintessential post-hype sleeper. Like, we were drafting okay. A.J. Dillon last year in, like, rounds mm-hmm. four and five because he was going to be the second back to Aaron Jones. Now, Aaron Rodgers obviously isn't there, but Rodgers orchestrated an average offense last year. Can Jordan Love orchestrate an average offense for Green Bay? I think so. And if that offense is going to score touchdowns, who is it going to go through? A.J. Dillon. The last two years, it's been A.J. Dillon as the red zone guy. Now, Aaron Jones hasn't fallen off in efficiency or as a receiver, but he's getting another year older. Like, are we expecting Aaron Jones to just continue to be this efficient monster? Probably. But at the same time, A.J. Dillon is one of these rare 240-pound backs like a Derrick Henry that they could just say, hey, we got to give this guy the ball. We need to support our run game. A.J. Dillon could be our guy. So I think that based on the discount you can get him versus last year, I think he's a great late-round running back to target. Okay. Uh, Continuing on after you make that selection, let's recap the rest of the picks here. So after you selected A.J. Dillon, Pat Frymuth off the board, another tight end, 8-11, Brandon Cooks, 8-12, David Njoku starting off the ninth round, Rashad Bateman, Khalil Herbert, George Pickens, and then Gabe Davis. Now, Jamie Eisenberg, last uh, show we had when we did a mock, he took Gabe Davis. He was saying, hey, look, I know it didn't come to fruition last year, but the situation hasn't changed all that much. Maybe Dalton Kincaid, maybe Khalil Shakir, but it kind of feels more of the lines of why not Gabe Davis and why not in the ninth round? It's the exact same you know, process with A.J. Dillon, just another post-hype sleeper. He didn't hit last year, but when you look at the surrounding circumstances, you're like, okay, so like, what's different? Oh, now his ankle's not hurt. Oh, wow, Josh Allen is healthy, and they didn't add anyone else to catch passes except for Dalton Kincaid, who's a rookie tight end. So for me, it's like if Gabe Davis is going to be running a route on 90% of dropbacks, and Josh Allen's his quarterback, like he was still a top 40 wide receiver last year. And now that's where you're getting to get to draft him. So at worst, he just does what he did last year, which you're, it's all upside with Gabe Davis. He's not expensive. So yeah, you need to be in on him just like you were last year. Okay. Uh, can't wait to get to Derek's pick because this is a great one to talk about. So Davis off the board, Brian Robinson off the board, Michael Thomas at 906. Hey, oh, uh, Debro, you took Sky Moore. We were all very much into Sky Moore last year. It didn't happen. Do you think it happens this year? Do you think we were just a year too early? I do. I think we were a year too early. I mean, we've talked about Kadarius Tony on previous shows. I don't think he's going to get 140 screen targets, and he's already hurt open camp. We don't know when he's coming back. Travis Kelsey's like, maybe we have him for week one. Maybe we don't. I think all of this just sets the road for it's paving the way for Sky Moore to be a great pick this year. And yes, I know I sound like I'm just hearkening back to last year's stuff, but the talent didn't go anywhere. Skymore, we consider and talk about it for days about the playing time, but the talent is there, people. Like he was sixth in yak per reception last year, seven missed tackles forced on only 22 receptions. You're seeing him flash in camp. We What do we talk about? Making bets on second year wide receivers are good bets to make, and I will make the bet again on Skymore. I enjoy when you hearken personally. To me, it's one of my favorite things that you do. Uh, I love a good hearken. You know what else I love? A good night out. And Game Time can give you that. It's the best way to get tickets for anything. And it's the Game Time app. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the United States. And if you need last minute deals, if you want to go to a concert, comedy show, sporting event, you name it, they got it on the Game Time app. And it's not just sports, too. I told you, the concerts are on there. Summertime, you got a lot of these festivals going on. So what you do is real simple. You download the Game Time app. You redeem the Fantasy Pros code again, Fantasy Pros, that's easy to remember, and you get $20 off your first order. So right off the bat, boom, you're getting a discount to go out and have some fun, especially before football season starts and we all lose our lives, and we all know what we're talking about. We're all the DGENs here, the DGENs drafting with us, you all of you watching, you know how it goes. So go have some fun now, go out, enjoy the season of concerts, the season of comedy, the season of... Uh, some of the best sporting events out there. And during football season, game time can help you too, but you have to download the app for last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. That's game time promo code fantasy pros. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for, or the perfect table. Hey, where are you coming? And when you get access to Resi priority notify with your Amex platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. 
Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's get to my picks here, because that's really the most important thing, isn't it? At the end of the day, my picks. Daniel Jones at 908. Samaji Piran at 909. Rashad Penny at 910. Canarius Tony, who I refuse to touch with a 10-foot pole this year, uh, goes at 911. Juju Smith-Schuster to me at the turn. I'm going to take Juju. Boring PPR guy. Okay. Same thing with Jacoby Myers. Boring slot PPR guy. Okay. I know the picks are not sexy. In this format, I think they play to the strengths of their respective quarterbacks. Mac Jones is going to be better this year than he was last year because it can't be worse. And he finally has somebody really calling plays who knows what they're doing. So as long as that knee is okay for Juju and so far early reports have been good or at least getting better. I think this is a decent investment. I got the thumbs up value pick from the draft wizard. I love you wizard. Well done. And then Jacoby Myers, same concept. Good guy working out of the slot. Jimmy Garoppolo does not have a great arm. Uh, Sure. Devonte Adams is the alpha, but you want that quick slant, Jimmy Garoppolo, you're going to need Jacoby Myers. And if he's not healthy, then I might regret this pick, but I'm going to go ahead and take a shot here. Then he had Jamal Williams go at 10.02, Damian Harris at 10.03, Jamal Williams at 10.04, Zach Charbonnet, who I almost took, goes to Piggy. And then Debro, a little little uh, sneaky sneak, taking uh, our boy Jarek McKinnon here at 10.06. Jarek McKinnon had some moments last year. Can he recreate them again this season, D? I don't know if he can get back to the point where he like he led the NFL in receiving mm-hmm. touchdowns down the stretch. I think it was after week 13, but we're playing PPR here, guys. I mean, I need some running back depth. Talked about James Cook. I mean, look, we're going to continue to invest in good offenses and pass catching back. So, yeah, while I'm not extremely like maybe the, not the most high guy in the room about Derek McKinnon, I think that the role is still going to be there as long as he stays healthy. He's going to play on passing downs. And for a team that's still going to, be top, what, top three, top five in passing attempts in the league. That's a role we want to sit here and draft in fantasy. It is. Taking shots on the Chiefs offense, always an interesting thing to do. Got a lot of potential payoff. A lot of confusion, too, some weeks. We'll see. Uh, Tua Tungavailoa goes at 10.07. Then Fly Eagles Fly at 10.08 uh, goes Nico Collins. Kendra Miller, Andrew Erickson's favorite toy in draft season has been Kendra Miller. Why, Andrew? With with the Camara stance now looking better with Jamal Williams, why Kendra Miller here, out of curiosity? Because uh, he's hashtag good at football. So that's why I like, I like Kendra Miller. Mm-hmm. Um, explosive running back from TCU, bell cow size. Look, they drafted him in the third round despite the fact they didn't test. Like, in the running back landscape now, everyone wants to know how fast you are. People are so prone to, or is this guy injury prone? And yet he was hurt, and they still wanted to invest a top three round pick in him, the New Orleans Saints. So given Jamal Williams' status as a plotter, given the fact that Kamara is going to serve a suspension and that Kamara looked pretty dusty at points last year, I think Kendrick Miller has a chance to take over a big role early on with a suspension and later on during the season. So Kendrick Miller, 
I think he needs to be, he's going to be on everyone, every single one of my benches come draft season. Okay. So the bench begins for Andrew Erickson. Elijah Mitchell goes next, then Darnell Mooney at 10 11 to get in gritty with it. Tiger Tommy at the turn, which is nice alliteration. I always wanted to do something like that. Devin Singletary, Alan Lazard back to back picks, then 11 02 Rondell Moore. Odell Beckham goes to finesse. Andrew, you took Dalton Schultz, so you got your tight end. Uh, pretty good value there, I think. Do you think Dalton Schultz has a chance to lead the Texans in receptions this year? I mean, it's possible. I mean, him versus the rest of the tight ends that are left. I mean, I like his chances a lot more. So I thought I was going to be way out on Dalton Schultz, but where he goes in drafts, like he's a late round tight end, despite the fact that he's been a tight end one, not just last year, but the year before. So obviously playing in Dallas's offense helps him a lot, but now he's in the Texans offense where there are no established pass catchers. Like he's been the most productive pass catcher of the guys that are there besides Robert Woods, who's over 30 years old at this point. So look, I wanted to be out on Schultz. I was very prominent about that. But the fact that you can get him so late now, it's like, dude, I'm not going to pass on a guy that can lead his team in targets and receptions at tight end. Too good, too good of a value, in my opinion. You took the words out of my mouth. I did not think I was going to be in on Dalton Schultz. But as somebody who likes to wait on tight end, I'm finding that I'm warming to the idea. San Fran defense, Tyler Boyd, Debro, you took Jeff Wilson Jr. at 107. Talk about it. It might seem like a stretch here or like maybe I uh, overreached, but Sounds like everything we're hearing, Dalvin Cook is going to sign with the New York Jets. So, yes, I want the lead back for Miami Dolphins. He's going to get the red zone touches. No, I'm not really that worried about Devon A-Chain. He's going to have a role, but we want touchdowns, and we saw this last year. With him and Raheem Oster were working in tandem, Jeff Wilson's getting the carries that we care about inside the five. So, yes, I'm going to invest in the goal line back in a really good offense. Okay, this uh, rest of the draft really emptied my queue here this round. So after you went ahead and took uh, Jeff Wilson, Roshan Johnson went off the board. That's who I really wanted. Then Devon Chain. I said, okay, I'll take a tight end. Maybe Dulcich. No, he went off the board. Romeo Dobbs. And again, this is why you, you, you love our Discord people. Again, fantasypros.com slash chat. It's free to join premium users, though. Get access to stages, all the AMA stuff. Uh, Events like this, being involved in the mock drafts with us here live on the YouTube channel. It's the way to go. Um, and also, if you want to just take a shot at free premium, just comment below on this video, subscribe, and just like that, you're going to throw your hat in the ring for that because we're doing that giveaway every month too. So go ahead and get yourself some. And if not, just go to fantasybros.com slash premium and just go sign up today so you can sync your leagues, use all the high-end tools for your draft to manage all your in-season stuff with my playbook. I mean, the fact that anybody nowadays that isn't using my playbook guys is nuts because everybody has leagues on sleeper. You got leagues on maybe ESPN, CBS, you got leagues everywhere. And you could set all the lineups just for my playbook on the app. Like, why wouldn't you do that just for that time save? I don't know. It's crazy. Uh, what's crazy also is Rushy Rice. I think he's a great talent. Derek took Sky Moore away from me. So I'm going to troll him and take Rice here because I think that dude is nothing but upside potentially and if sky Moore just never fills out into the role we want him to be i think rice is nuts man up i went ahead and took a tight end uh the suggestion for me i could not pass up from draft wizard which was chigaconquo i actually like it more than hopkins is there um i like <laughs> i like Traylon burks less but i like chig more because i think you're looking at some possible Red zone looks there for Chig. He's a matchup disaster. I like what I saw last year, so he's the last of the tight ends I can stomach. After that selection here, continuing on the 12th round, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Geno Smith. After Geno goes, it's a pretty good value there. Uh, Zay Jones, Anthony Richardson, Rashid Shahid, Derek Brown. This is the deep threat here for uh, my favorite quarterback, Derek Carr. Well, not my favorite quarterback, but you see what I'm saying here. I defended his honor earlier. <laughs> Rashid, Joe Burrow is my favorite. I just I have a soft spot for Joe. B. Guy's name Joe. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but Rashid Shahid, again, another guy you know, that showed you some flashes last year. Do you think this year he shows you a little bit more? Uh, note to self by Joe Derek Carr. Uh, well, I'm still waiting onesie. for my Eli Manning Hall of Fame jersey. When you oh, and I, don't worry. when he gets elected to the Hall of Fame, you and I are going that weekend. And we're going to hang out there and I guess try That's to get you an horrible. autograph. 
Eli Manning's Hall of Fame speech. Uh, Derek Brown, yeah, to deal with that, I'm going to have to, I mean, blackout drunk is not off the table <laughs> just to deal with that type of speech. I'm just throwing it out there. But uh, for you anyway, or for Eli? Yes, for okay. Yeah. 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 He, love, he's, he's how excited would you be, Derek, if we had Eli on the show to do a draft with us? I'm going to go hit him up on Twitter, see if he'll come hang out. Uh, I mean, I'm here for that. He's I will hilarious. all my Eli hate. Um, I'm, I'm down for it. I hate you just, you just, I look. I'm you gonna show those uh, creepy uh, wax museum pictures you I got? I did. Of him? I took pictures of the wax museum <laughs> of Eli Manning, and I sent them to Derek, and he was uh, afraid he did not sleep that Appalled. night. Appalled. I didn't sleep that night. But here's the thing, man. Like this is the beauty of fantasy football. Right? We're having fun, all this stuff. As a Patriots Ooh. fan, Eli ruined a perfect season for me. I'm still not happy about that. The Aww. helmet catch still haunts me. Um, but yeah, like I got to give him credit. He's a Hall of Famer. Whether I like it or you like it, we'll be there together to see it. So Rashid Shaheed, any thoughts before you move on yeah. to Erickson's two picks? Yeah. Rashid Shaheed. So Rashid, Rashid, Rashid Shaheed. Yeah. Um, he's hashtag good at football, man. Uh, you look at all the efficiency <laughs> metrics, yards you per route run, all different things. Okay. I think that he is uh, going to sit here and have a productive season. And again, we keep talking about buying into second year wide receivers. Now, small sample size, but it could be real that he could just be that good. Okay. Uh, Kirk Cousins goes next. Uh, Adam Thielen, then Jalen Warren to Andrew Erickson. We'll get to his picks in a second. Tyler Algier, Raheem Mostert, Deontay Foreman close out the 12th round. Tiger starts us off with the Dallas Cowboys defense. So some defense is going off the board very early here in the 13th. But uh, it's funny. I have the Cowboys D as my favorite one because, you know, uh, I think they're going to create the most turnovers, a lot of sacks, all those things this year and it's funny last couple that we've done here with our users they seem to agree kenneth gainwell goes next that makes andrew upset jonathan mingo dalton kincaid so all the daltons named tight end end up with andrew erickson and jalen warren let's talk about kincaid and warren andrew as we continue to recap the picks well with kincaid i'm feel safe with schultz's floor as my guy to start off the year with but then i want to capture some upside that i know schultz doesn't have just because he's a average athlete and he plays on the Houston Texans but with Dalton Kincaid I don't know what his role is going to be week one I don't know how consistent he's going to be but I want that upside on my bench so that I can see week one oh my god like he's playing a lot you know four or five targets here or there okay and then I can then make the swap during the season and now oh what do you know I have an elite fantasy tight end as a rookie that plays on the Bills offense so I think it's you want to be strategic when you go late round tight end you want to attack the position with quantity not necessarily quality to make up for the fact you don't have an elite tight end but I think that drafting two guys with different outlooks, you know, balancing floor and ceiling is the best way to approach it. So I'm glad I was able to get Kincaid where I did. All right. Balancing the floor and the ceiling uh, for more of Andrew Erickson's strategies, you can pick up Architecture Digest and he can tell you all about that. Uh, next- <laughs> Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> Thank you for the TED Talk. All right. Next year is Chuba Hubbard at 1305, DJ Chark, uh, Tank Bigsby, 1307. You could, I could have had a pen and put it in an ink for for Debro here. This is just your thing. 13th round Tank Bigsby, right? I I like good players. I like good offenses and I like touchdowns. I mean, what's the problem here? No problems. No problems. Uh and look, ATN's health, you never know uh, how that's going to work out. Someone else is going to work in that backfield. I do agree. We'll see if it's Tank. Uh I know Andrew was mentioning Jamichael Hasty, which might have been a little hasty, but we'll see. Gerald Everett at 1308. Stay for the dad jokes. Come for the football. All right, uh, continuing on here at 1309, Philadelphia Eagles, one of my favorite defenses. If they were available, I would have selected them here at the turn. Instead, I'm going to wait on defense, uh, load up on some RB, Cordero Patterson, Buffalo go off the board. Ezekiel Elliott's going to fall in the end zone somewhere for somebody, so I'm just going to wait for it. I'm going to take him here in the 13th round, and then I'm going to take with my next pick, Jerome Ford, because I do think they're going to find some ways to get some other running backs the football. They have to here to once again keep Nick Chubb all the way through the season. I think the Browns realize with all the money they've spent, they're a playoff team. A lot of good buzz out of Jerome Ford. I want to say Jamie on the last show drafted him as well. So uh, whenever people that I have great respect for start to take some of these late round picks, I start to dive a little deeper into some of those names. I want to understand why, and I'm convinced is uh, he convinced me on Jerome Ford. Michael Carter goes next here. For DVR, then Michael Gallup, all the guys named Michael, Aaron Rodgers, the New York Jets. What a Jets run here. Carter, Rodgers, the Jets defense. Ow. Derek Brown stops it with the New Orleans defense. You've talked about it before, but D-Bro, you keep mm-hmm. saying it's all about the opening to the season and you like the way that stacks up for the Saints. 
Yeah, I mean, I just keep taking them, and and, and in certain mocks, we have I've been sniped on them, like with our users, because I keep just pressing this point. I mean, over the first few weeks, they get the Titans, the Panthers, the Packers, Buccaneers, Patriots, and Texans. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a pretty good opening schedule. So streaming defenses, you don't have to worry about it for the first six weeks. Debro's fuzzy head at fourteen oh seven selects Mike Gesicki. We like that pick. Uh, can we? <laughs> I love the names. I love the names that they come up with. One of us in the other day with Savage, he was uh, Joey P's OnlyFans. That was his team name. (laughs) And that site, by the way, super popular. That's all I'm going to say. Denver. Is it really? Surprisingly so. Uh, (laughs) Denver Broncos uh, go next. Sam Laporta goes to Finesse, uh, getting gritty with it. New England Patriots. Jared Goff goes next. Uh, Then after that, looking at the board here, final round, and then we'll do the recap for everybody. Of the grades, who won, who lost the draft. Uh, after Leonard Fournette at 15, round one pick, we have Hunter Renfro, Miami Dolphins, Marvin Mims. So, Andrew, you took the Broncos defense and Marvin Mims. little Broncos action for you. What do you think Mims' possibility working his way into this rotation might be? I think that he could be the next K.J. Hamler, Tyler Lockett for Russell Wilson. Like, Russell Wilson's mm. moon ball target on these play. We, we expect the Broncos to be run heavy. means we're going to see some more play action. And who's going to be running the seams down the sideline? I think it could be Marvin Mims because that's what he did at Oklahoma. So great college production, super young, and he can fly. So I like Marvin Mims a lot. And I think an underrated aspect of drafting some of these rookie receivers is drafting them alongside their veteran teammates. Because the biggest question marks we have are, what's their playing time status? Like That's why we're not drafting them as aggressive because we don't know when they're going to start to play. So, But I will immediately know that Marvin Mims is going to start to play more if something happens to Jerry Judy. So it's kind of this like weird like wide receiver handcuff approach that I like, especially with rookie receivers who we usually just see their playing time start out kind of slow and then ramp up as the season progresses. Okay, a little gamesmanship is coming up here. Spoiler alert. Uh, so after you took Mims, DPJ, Donovan Peoples-Jones goes at 1505. The Ravens defense at 1506. Isaiah Hodgins by Debro at 1507. Hodgins, one of my favorite waiver wire pickups last year. Red zone acumen, all the things you wanted, but now Darren Waller's around, so it possibly hurts, and Paris Campbell's around too. Hodgins, do you think he's worthy of a pick over Paris Campbell? You must, because that's who you selected here. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the guys that start in two wide sets for the Giants that I'm, I have interest in are Darius Slayton and Hodgins when we get to these last few rounds, and I love both of them. Whether you're talking about red zone role or the deep role, uh, for the Giants, I think they're going to throw more this year. And if Darren Waller's not getting, I mean, he can't get every single target. So we're going to sit here and need some of these other guys to step up. And we saw Hodgins and Slayton do it last year. I think they could definitely build on that in 2023. Now, I warned you all about gamesmanship because I passed on the Uh-oh. defense, right? I didn't get the defenses I wanted. And I was the last <laughs> pick of the entire draft. I'll find a defense right now. I want to, if I'm allowed and the draft you're in allows you to walk away without filling your roster and you could just take talent take talent i took john mechie i was also looking at justin ross i could have taken him or cole Komet. gus edwards were all available but my theory is this why would i do that let me take one of these other wide receivers like mechie who i have high expectations for this year uh and by the time i get through training camp i'm sure there'll be an injury or something will happen or i'll have to cut somebody uh maybe zeke doesn't sign i cut him the point is this the draft is for talent You'll figure out your roster by the time we get to waivers for week one. I could pick up Kansas City defense, Steelers defense. They're all available. I can roll with those guys. That's perfectly fine. And guess what? A minus for Joey P. I feel good about this grade. We'll see how the rest of the guys got graded. Gentlemen, what was your grade here? Eric, Debro, start us off. Come on. Why you're looking at the standings, Erickson? Why am I starting us off? I got a 74, Erickson. Because we're trying to build some, you know, momentum uh, here. Yeah, we're trying to build just, the just... anticipation because I came in first place. There we go. There we go. Let's There's go. the moment we've been waiting. Because I draft for. running backs. Because running backs score fantasy points. Weird, right? It's it's fine. Running backs also get hurt oh, at a higher clip, and I feel like I'm perfectly happy didn't with Cooper. The... Didn't Cooper Cup get hurt last year? Yeah, didn't Jamar Chase get hurt last year? Did McCaffrey not get hurt last year? Uh, well, the McCaffrey managed injuries all through the year. Did he not get hurt the two years previously, destroying teams and fantasy okay, hopes and dreams? Okay, but we can, we can, okay, we can go back yeah. to well, receivers get hurt too. Michael well, Thomas, yeah. he's still hurt. Uh, Here we go. Here, here's the point. It's not even about the hurt and any other things. It's about can I find guys that can outperform their ROI? at that position in the fifth, sixth, and seventh round? I think unequivocally the answer is yes this year. This year. I think that's the way the draft pool looks. So 
Madison, Akers, Rashad White, all those guys. I'm happy to take those dudes. Those are the dudes that I'm I'm warm and fuzzy and, and excited about taking. But yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with in a PPR starting with big PPR running backs like Christian McCaffrey. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, and clearly, Draft Wizard agrees. Andrew Erickson won the draft. So I got an A minus. Did you get an A plus? Because that's obnoxious if you did. Is that what you got? No, 95 <laughs> out of 100. So just an A. I gave myself an A plus. Andrew Erickson, 98 okay. out of 100. Okay, so if you look here, here projected standings, Andrew Erickson is first. So he'll be unbearable through the rest of the We're weekend. Never going to live this Number down. two is Mythic Curry. So the best of the users, Mythic Curry. I told you the curry was delicious. Mythic Curry got it. Well done. Good job. Uh, I am number three. Look, nothing wrong here. Derek, you're at number eight, but we have a good roster. Uh, I got some steals here. Juju, Jacoby Myers, and Ezekiel Elliott. Hot take. Joe Pizapia like my draft more than any other person, any other <laughs> expert on the planet, as I should. Uh, our friend Bo McBriar here at Fantasy Pros also like McDraft. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my McDraft. <laughs> my McDraft. Can I get a McDraft with a, <laughs> with a side of fries? <laughs> <laughs> also uh jorge edwards who i'm going on his show i think next week did not like my draft he failed me so we're gonna have to have words about that <laughs> bro, bro. uh pick analysis too it told me i should have taken ramondre stevenson i would have scored higher or jameer gibbs that pairing would have been better uh for me so instead of lamar and jerome ford draft winners telling me hey jameer gibbs and jared goff would have been a better way but you know what i'm i don't think jared goff has a chance to win an mvp this year lamar jackson is not that removed uh team strengths is another great feature tier in the back end to kind of look at the draft board so let's run through these andrew erickson since you're the big winner we'll run through your team first deshaun watson at qb love that value i i gotta give it up to you you have two of the best running backs in fantasy in terms of ppr world ramondre and cmc then you have chris olave who's a number one jerry judy who's going to be a number one and let's be honest christian watson D bro, we gotta give Erickson some credit. I do think he won this draft. Dalton Schultz is the tight end. Rashad White at the flex. Denver Broncos. AJ Dillon, Gabe Davis, Kincaid Miller, Kendra Miller. That is Jalen Warren, Marvin Mims. I don't love the Mims pick. I think you could have taken Justin Ross there or Mechie or somebody else. But Erickson, how do you feel about this team? Marvin Mims is going to outproduce both those guys this year, so I think it's a great pick. But overall, I just like the value I got a lot of these players. Like. Again, I'll take Mechie over game. Mims. Here. Is that a wager you want to make there, Bubba? Oh, yeah. Bring it on. Justin Ross might not even make the Chiefs oh, roster. No, I said <laughs> I said Mechie over Mims, not Justin you Ross. You said Ann Ross, too, but yeah, no, sure. No, I didn't Mims say Mims over I, I was saying, oh, I'm saying the wager was Mechie over Mims. I want this action. What side you, do you, you want? want Mims, Mims over Mims Mechie? I'll, I'll take that action all day. Awesome. You want the Mims side or Mechie side? Sign up. Oh, he's going Mechie. I'm going Mechie. What side are you going? Jabronis are going Mims. Oh, I'm Mims. Oh, yeah. That's fine. Let's go. Mims is, is on a team that actually a traded like up Jerry for him Judy under the actual versus, coaching regime. Yeah, Derrickson versus Joe AP forever, baby. Come on, let's this feels go. a lot like uh, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton last year, and I'm here for it. I'm in. I mean, it's <clears> let's of, go. It's, it's pretty different, but it's a gentleman's agreement. Really breakout wide receiver versus it's different an older in terms guy of names. Sure, we'll, we'll say they're the same. It's okay. different in terms of draft capital. Different in terms of names. It's going to be the same in terms of outcome, which is I'm going to be right again. But go ahead, Andrew. Talk <laughs> about this team. <laughs> I just kind of let the board fall to me. And I think ultimately when you do that in a lot of these drafts, you just scoop up value and that's how you get a good grade and how you feel good about your draft. Like I was able to get players like right before tier breaks. Like that's really when you, it's risky in that way sometimes because sometimes you don't get the guy that falls as the last part of your tier. But ultimately that's how you build the best team. In my opinion, is you get the last guy in each tier, which I was able to do. I felt like at wide receiver with Chris Olave, Jerry Judy and Christian Watson. I feel like I was able to do it at quarterback with getting Deshaun Watson with getting Rashad White as my RB2. So that's kind of the strategy I went in with. And I think ultimately that's what you should be trying to do in every single draft. Now, at number four, it could have been McCaffrey, could have been Cup, but at the end of the day, it still ended up working out where I was able to get the best players at each position on the board at that time. Uh, Look, I agree 100%. The biggest thing you can always do for yourself in drafts is be prepared and be flexible. Andrew, you did a good job of that. Uh, Derek Brown, I love this team. You're welcome. I still love you. Uh, Because you're all hanging out at my house. This time next Friday, we're all hanging out together at Flex Draft. Everyone's staying over the Joey P house. Andrew's going to go to bed early. Derek and I are going to stay up and probably, you know, 
draw with permanent marker on Andrew's face. I was going to say shaving cream in the hand. You better like summer camp. You guys can draw a mustache <laughs> on me so I can experience a mustache for once. It'll be nice. Oh, <clears throat> oh I mean, you, you already said it. It's going to happen now. Pandora's box has been open. Uh, <laughs> D bro, regardless of what draft wizard has to say, I love this team. Justin Fields, Nick Chubb. Let's go. Uh, Damian Pierce, again, lesser offense, but volume is there. Calvin Ridley, if he does what he's capable of, Drake London, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, people say, man, it's okay. But when you've got Travis Kelsey, this is what your wide receiver core is going to look like because you have the best tight end on the planet. So, okay. So it's really Kelsey, Ridley, London, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. That's really what you're – JSN is basically your tight end, and I think you'll be pretty happy with that productivity. You have to reconfigure your brain when you take Kelsey. James Cook is your flex. New Orleans defense, then Sky Moore, Hodgins, Jarek McKinnon, Wilson, Rashid Shahid, Tank, Bigsby. Debro, your thoughts on this roster? I like it. I like this roster. I mean, look, the, the draft wizard didn't agree with me, but I think that this is a, a roster that is there's a lot of upside shots, and if these guys hit, and I think they're also layering that with volume later in the draft, some more upside and stuff, but I really like this team, and uh, as much crap as I'm giving Erickson here, he he crushed this no, draft. Crushed I mean, draft. he did. You deserve to his win. his three wide receivers are fantastic. Like rolling out Christian Watson as your wide receiver three is absolutely well, filthy. So especially bravo. when you have McCaffrey and Stevenson. Uh, ironically, I the mean, four spot sick. is my favorite spot to draft from this year so because good. of this. Because somebody falls that shouldn't. Chase falls that shouldn't. CMC, Bijan, Justin Jefferson. You're going to get one of those guys. I love the four spot this year. I, I just didn't think we'd live long enough to see Andrew Erickson become a high T RB drafter. I love it. You know? It's the evolution of Andrew Erickson. Same. You can get that book, by the way, at fantasypros.com right now. It's his memoir. It's very moving. <laughs> I expect you all to go purchase that. Good. Uh, Lamar Jackson for me as the quarterback, not too shabby. Aaron Jones and Cam Akers were my RBs. It's the wide receivers I'm here for. CD Lamb, Garrett Wilson stacked together. Love that two alpha dog number ones. Both of these guys could be top 10 guys in this year. I believe they will be Christian Kirk PPR league wide receiver three. I'll take it. Chig is my tight end. Then I've got some options for the flex spot. I've got Elijah Moore with the upside. I got Juju for the boring stuff. I got Zay Flowers, Jacoby Myers, Rasheed Rice. I love the wide receiver depth of this team. I am going to be a problem come bye weeks for everybody else. Well, everyone else is trying to fill their wide receiver spots. They're looking at the waiver wire and they can't find them. You know why? Because I've got them all. Juju, Elijah Moore, Zay Flowers, Jacoby Myers, Rushy Rice, and John Mechie. Also, Zeke and Jerome Ford on the bench. No defense. Again, I've got a month to figure that out. It'll be fine. Uh, so a good draft had by all. Congratulations to uh, the big Curry for uh, – getting the best of the listeners again if you want to do this stuff fantasypros.com slash chat join the discord it's free go check it out and use all this knowledge in the DraftKings best ball millionaire contest they're running join the dk millionaire best ball tournament today use that promo code fantasy pros when you do that's what we want you to go and check out game time as well it's a great way everyone's looking to get tickets the fees are crazy nowadays this is a great way for you all to get tickets to events, to go to sporting events, comedy shows, concerts, you name it, they've got it. Download the GameTime app, use the promo code FANTASYPROS there and get $20 off. That's great. It's a great way to offset those ticket fees or just the expense of the tickets uh, as well as downloading DraftWizard. It's free. It's the greatest software ever invented. It'll tell you how to draft. It'll help you draft against your actual league mates not just bots, not just simulations. If you want to draft against us, you can. You can customize your cheat sheets. You can customize your strategy. At the end of the day, <clears throat> that's going to lead to fantasy football dominance, which is what we're all here for. Great things. Have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy it. Uh, continue to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Click that little bell for notifications, too, because it's got amazing content here. Short videos, podcasts, mock drafts, Fantasy Fest, August 30th. So many incredible things. Next weekend, I can't wait for Andrew Erickson, Derek Brown, and myself to all hang out all weekend and have cocktails and draft football teams. It's going to be a good time. That'll do it for us. But the story of the game goes on. For Derrickson, I'm Joey P. We'll see you next time, kids. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Pros Football Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Fantasy Pros and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash fantasypros.
I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.